Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bam, bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tau I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. Oh, oh, oh. Radio. Why did they do those stupid effects back in the day? It doesn't even sound good. Well, I, I guess it did back then. I, I guess it's like a child getting a new toy, right? Um, They probably thought, okay, well, this exists now. Let's play with it until we figured out how to get good at it. But... Yeah, there's no need for that. All that. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like radio. It's boring. And they play crap music. Although, the other day, I got in a work colleague's car. And, I don't know, some crappy pop song was playing. And, it, like, for a second, it put me in a funk. And then I was like, oh, flip. It's this music. It's, like, so crap. You know, I don't know. I don't want to be like cool, edgy guy, but jeez, the radio, Ugh. pop music, so bad. I, I just don't listen to it anymore. You know, got a Spotify premium account, no need for adverts. And I'm just always listening to, you know, the genres I like. Indie, grime, on rotation, 24-7. Stif like... It's just what I like, you know? Oh, radio's bad. And people go, oh, maybe it's just in South Africa. It is not. America, pop crap. Crap. And then I was in Spain like a month ago. Pop crap, crap. I, like, I intentionally listened to the radio there just to be like, hmm, maybe it's just my country that has the radio, radio, radio. And, oh, pop music. Pop music's so bad. Like... Is it just the easy listening thing? Love to know what people... What do people like about pop music? It all sounds the same to me. You know? And it's just... You know what my thing is? I think I've got this thing where I'm trying to be... Subconsciously, I think, like, edgy guy all the time. Maybe, maybe I'm the problem. Like, hey, relax, dude. Life can be easy. You don't have to think about everything... And make everything deliberate, you know? It's okay for people to to just take it easy and live their lives. And to that I say, fair enough, you got me. Fair enough, you got me. Uh, listen, please do like and share this podcast when you are listening to this voice in your ear holes. In your ear holes. Um, listen, I want to get straight to it. Uh, hit me up at MKT Inspires. I haven't really received any intriguing um sort of messages i did get a great message about somebody starting a running journey and doing a half marathon because they listened to um shout out to our ogs if you remember james ilsley um 
I saw James a couple of weeks ago, actually. People always say, what's happening with James? Those who are wondering, James as well. He is fine. Sent me a message today. I'm in Durban. I said, all right, James, I'm not your girlfriend. We'll get some coffee when you're back. Although, in fairness, I did send him the story where somebody said they were inspired by a podcast we had specifically with James about his health journey. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I'm going to need to talk to James because he's back smoking now and, and living like a Neanderthal. So, going to have to talk to him. Maybe put him under public pressure again and shame him back into maybe doing a half marathon because he never did do that marathon. Something I did realize, by the way, I never gave away a thousand rand as well. I, I, I feel... I feel bad, but we'll, I will eventually give that money away just out of integrity. So I must pick a winner and give away a thousand bucks. But I'll do that when we're back on YouTube, which I don't want to do a spoiler alert for when that'll be, mostly because I don't know when that'll be. I can't spoiler alert because I'm not sure when that'll be. But it is coming. It will be soon. Is the plan. Let's see how that goes. Conversations ongoing. James Ilsley all good hit me up at mkt inspires get in the get in the dms instagram's the best one it's the one where i'm most active or twitter by the way at mkt inspires um instagram's just the most it's the best ux you know dms right there i don't follow too many people twitter is all over the place i, I like twitter i'm on twitter often at mkt inspires do follow me so I can get popular and get an ego, ego, ego. Otherwise, slide in the DMs. Otherwise, MKT at the MKTshow.com. Calm, calm. Um, I've got a bit of an awkward one to start this week. Um, I was scrolling on the gram and I bumped into what can only be described as booty pics of my little niece. And I don't follow her. She just happened to come up. It turns out now she's like one of these Instagram booty chicks. Um, yeah. So I sent my um, cousin a message and she said, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, can I speak to her about it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What am I going to say? You know, I'm all for expression. So what do you do? Do you guys have like a sister who's an Instagram booty chick? And did it get orcs with the family? You know, because what do I do? Like, <laughs> she's young. And that's what young girls are doing now. So just because the family's doing well, doesn't mean she's not gonna be a young 21 year old who's out there doing her thing, you know, so that was uh, that was interesting. And no, because I know what guys are always thinking immediately when they hear that. What's her at? Definitely not doing that. If she now, if she wasn't my niece, would I give my the at? Probably. So am I being am I being a hypocrite or is it too close to home? Are there different rules? Because it's family. But that was uh, yeah, it was like oh okay, yowzers. You know, like, okay, <laughs> we're doing that now. Also, how old am I now? Old enough to have a niece who's an Instagram booty chick and doing well. Looks like she gets paid to do that now. I'm very judgmental 
of Instagram booty chicks, by the way. Because in my mind, I'm just like, is that all they can do? But then again, all I can do is talk for a living. So, you know, am I much better than them? Not really. Not really. Like, I'm quite articulate and pretty free-minded. So that makes me quite good at this because I, I'm not trapped by anybody in life. I can say what I want. And I think that makes for a pretty cool podcasting. She's out here at the gym, booty popping. You know? Uh, uh, like, I don't want to be morbid, but if either of us died today, the world's not moving, like losing very much. There'll be another Instagram booty chick tomorrow. There'll be another guy talking about sport. You know, I like to think I'm pretty good, but in reality, I'm not saving children. I, I, hopefully I'll make your day better for like an hour. But in reality, if I fell off the face of the earth, you know. So don't want to be a hypocrite because Instagram booty chicks, me, are we that different? We're entertainers, you know. Now we appeal to different senses. But two Ps, two Ps, but, but awkward for me personally, like, holy crap. I don't know if I like, geez, I'm old. And because I'm a very liberal person for my, for my cousin, it was like, maybe she thought she was hoping I wouldn't see it. Although I'm like, I'm on Instagram eventually, especially if she's like doing quite well. She's on like, I think, was it 18, 19,000 followers? Like, I'm going to see that. You know, like people are going to see that. Luckily, she doesn't have my surname, though. You know, so people can't go, oh, that's your niece. It's outstanding that my cousin got married to a dude with a totally from a different tribe, not closer. So it's like people never know. Or, or they will. Don't know. Do we look kind of similar? Maybe. Don't know. Hopefully she's better looking than me if she wants to be a successful Instagram beauty chick. Anyway. Love to know what you think. Is it orcs? It's not orcs for me. It was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Who? Hey. You're the person I was picking up from school a little while ago. Now you're booty popping. Shout out to you. Shout out to Growth. What do you do at MKT Inspires? Booty popping nieces. <laughs> that is something I never thought I'd say. Booty popping nieces. Hysterical. All right, what am I talking about today? Uh, Erling Haaland breaks the record. Um, I've heard some crazy stuff. I've heard some crazy stuff about Erling Haaland. Um, how good is Erling Haaland? Speak about that. And then talk about David De Gea. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Adam KT Spice, like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you've got 30 seconds, please do leave a review. Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. If you've got an Android, get Pocket Casts. I promise you, just lean into it. The only nice thing about Spotify, <clears throat> only nice thing about Spotify is that you can get your music and podcasts in the same place. Problem with Pocket Casts is it's purely podcasts. But the UX is so much better. Spotify, what a dreadful, dreadful UX. It's getting better. The iterations are better. But it's also nice because you can get music. I, I guess that's where Spotify wins, right? 
I mean, Apple Podcasts, what a car crash of an app. I mean, Apple, great company, blah, blah, blah. But jeez, like, Apple Podcasts. What a, what a bloody nightmare to navigate. And it's, by the way, I use an Apple Mac now, so I'm used to the iOS or whatever nonsense. I don't even know what the Apple operating system is, but it's not that. It's just a crap UX. Like, you know how designers are like, oh, no, it's the best, dude. No, it's not. It's it's crap and difficult to use. Apple Podcasts, get your act together. But do leave us... <laughs> By the way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you're feeling judged, or you think, who's this dickhead telling me where to go? Fair enough. Just, you know, leave a review. Three stars, five stars, leave whatever you want. Take 30 seconds. You know, you're going you're gonna to go to work probably... Tomorrow morning, it's Tuesday, you know, or whenever. It's Monday afternoon. Might need a bathroom break. You're on your phone listening to this. Just take two minutes while you're on the toilet. You know, this I like this podcast. <laughs> it's the only sports podcast to ever talk about Instagram popping nieces that are that are popping booties. That are popping. Booties. All right, let's get to the show. Um, Erling Haaland. How good is Erling Haaland? Um, you know what, hey? Let me tell you something about boarding school. Uh, boarding school is quite cool for the following reasons. It, it's going to quite quickly reveal who you are. Uh, I think boys become men quite quickly. And it's not up to the teachers who the leaders are, by the way. You can go to leadership training. The, the leaders reveal themselves. And the nice thing about when you're young is that your behavior, right, consistently reveals your character. And it, because you spend so much time with people, it's like, it's like family, right? Nobody knows you like your family because they've watched you develop through every phase of behavior. So, so from pretty early on, they can go, oh, that one's selfish or that one's kind or that one, ugh, he's like difficult or shy or whatever you know as much as you can like get more confident in life your family knows what you are we know what you are and it's through consistency of behavior particularly if you want to be in leadership now i don't want to doubt erling Haaland's talent because that's clear he's the record goal scorer but also like what's the context for his performance man city arguably are worse this season after winning with 93 points last year. So it's not like he was joining bloody Arsenal. And he's rocketed them to the invincible season, you know? He joined Pep Guardiola in his seventh season in a perfect team. They were already perfect, by the way. And then you add the perfect striker to the perfect team after building for six years to make it perfect, by the way. I'm not saying it hasn't been hard work and brilliant management across the board from Man City and Pep. But Drogba, Giggs, Henri, Vidic, I saw three Peets and I saw men carry teams. Right? All I want to see with Erling Haaland, even if he stays two seasons, let's see what it's like next season. right? Because people think it's easy to win. It's a bit of a grind, hey? So next year it won't be perfect, right? 
Not everything's going to be perfect. One or two people will move on. Pep will change one or two things. And then let's see what it's like. The problem about this environment that is the English Premier League is there's too many resources and too many highly skilled people that the Premier League quite quickly figures you out. Right? And if he's great, as people claim, because I saw Leicester win the league once, I saw Blackburn win the league once, I saw Bruno Fernandes for 18 months and people told me he was like Paul Gascoigne. But the Premier League figures you out quite quickly. And it's not because there's some magic potion. It's that the very best minds are naturally in the Premier League because it's got the most resources. There's no magic to the Premier League. The reason they figure you out in the Premier League is that, number one, it's a grind. But number two, they've now seen all your tape. And everybody in life has tendencies. I don't care how good you are. The Premier League will figure you out. It will figure you out. Harry Kane, he's a Premier League great. Didier Drogba, Premier League great. Nemanja Vidic, Premier League great. Mo Salah, Premier League great. I've seen this over five, six seasons now. Can Erling Haaland do that? Is he very good? No doubt. I don't want to start hearing somebody. It was Jamie Redknapp saying he's the first genuine superstar to be in the Premier League. Like, come on. You work for Sky, but Jesus. Hey, no need to over-egg the pudding, Jamie. What are we talking? We had Sergio Aguero. Now, nobody thinks Erling Haaland is Sergio Aguero. Do they? Although we, we live in a generation where there's probably people who do say, ah, Haaland's got the most XG or, or whatever young people are saying. Like, everything's stats, right? Like, I've got news for you. Erling Haaland's not better than Sergio Aguero. Calm down. He's not better than Drogba. At this stage, calm down. He's not Carlos Tevez. Calm down. He came into the perfect team, perfect setup, in a time when Chelsea dipped out, Liverpool dipped out, and, well, Arsenal are Arsenal. Like, whatever. They were never going to do anything. And I'm not blaming Man City for that. That's six, seven, really ten years of perfect work, but six under Pep going into season seven. In a perfect team, it's perfect. And he's the perfect striker for what was a perfect team already. And he's the best version of what you need for the system. So let's see how he does over four or five years. I don't think he'll stay that long. Just give me two more years. If he gives me 30 goals next season and 45 across all competitions next season, then we're having a conversation. Because then we're starting to talk about Aguero, Drogba, Henri territory. Like, okay, this guy is different. Listen, I watched James Beattie win, score 30 goals. Kevin Phillips, I'm not impressed by one season. I've seen one season wonders. I mean, this one's particularly special. But it's a very unique circumstance. How good is Erling Haaland? Very, very, very good. But doing it once doesn't make you great. Right? Kevin De Bruyne is a great Right, I've seen that. Dennis Irwin is great. Peter Schmeichel is great. Peter Cech is great. You know? Ryan Giggs. Great. That's greatness. Like, wow. Ten years. Frank Lampard, fifth top goal scorer from midfield. That's great. And winning and driving teams and carrying teams. Erling Haaland's on holiday right now. Listen. I've always argued for it's not easy to play in a winning team, but my God, it, it, it's not difficult in that team with his attributes to step in. 
Now let me see what happens when Kevin De Bruyne gets injured. What happens then? Can he carry a team? Because Sergio Aguero showed me for four or five years, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter who's here. Just give me the ball. Erling Haaland, what happens when De Bruyne is not there? What happens when some of the players are four? What happens then? What happens when Gudungan's not there? Phil Foden's not playing well. Riyad Mahrez isn't playing well. No, pretty long list of ifs that have to happen. But I'm not putting him with Drogba, Aguero. I, I've always said, listen, there's three strikers that I don't think we'll see again. Drogba, Aguero, and the great Thierry Henry. The rest of them, I'll let you argue Rooney and Tevez and uh, whoever else you want. Like, I'm not interested in... The, the, those three are in their own stratosphere. Henri's on his own. Drogba and Aguero can fight for second and then it's the rest. But one season doesn't make Erling Haaland anywhere near. Stop it. And Jamie, to Redknapp, he is not the first superstar. Wayne Rooney was on bloody FIFA covers for like five, six years in a row, wasn't he? Cristiano Ronaldo has the only Ballon d'Or <laughs> that the Premier League's ever had. Thierry Henry led the led Arsenal to the Invincibles. There's nobody who didn't think Thierry Henry is one of the best in the world. Cheated out of a couple of uh, Ballon d'Ors, at least one. I mean, stop it, only superstar. David Silva played in this league. These are global stars who were great for years. World champions, Cesc Fabregas. Bonafide star from... He was starting at 15 in Arsenal's midfield. Tell me. But but it's a recency bias thing. And, 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 you know, I think being on YouTube, we see this so much that everything's inflated. But stop it. Frank Lampard. Didier Drogba. What are we talking about? Wayne Rooney. These are global megastars. Global megastars. First superstar the Premier League's ever had. Come now, Jamie. Come on, Sane. How good's Erling Haaland? Very good. Great? Absolutely not. You, you cannot be great after one season. It's not how it works. It's not. Because you only get one title, by the way. Even if they get the treble, like... It's, it's really the perfect situation. And really, they should be getting the treble. With the amount of spending they've done in the last 10 years. And I'm a Chelsea fan, so I don't want to be a hypocrite. Chelsea have underachieved in the last decade. Maybe not. It's two Champions Leagues. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Chelsea have done just fine. No Champions League. No party. Erling Haaland, very, very good. But not a legend. Not legendary. It's like Harry Kane, right? Harry Kane's going to get the record. No one thinks Harry Kane's better than Thierry Henry. Right? Compare him to Shearer and all these other guys. Rooney... But no one thinks he's Henri or Drogba or Aguero. He's already got more than Aguero. Anybody think? Nobody thinks Harry Kane's better than him. So it's not just about numbers. It's about the whole game. And I don't think Erling Haaland, I don't think he's got the stomach for it. Because the Premier League's hard, man. And one of the things about people is you have to kind of look at their character and... I'm not sure he's a, he's into it like that. He's already moved three times. He's like 22. So you know he won't be here long. Two, three seasons, he'll be at Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Maybe not Bayern Munich. That, that would be awkward. 
but Real Madrid, I would guess, PSG. One of the two, he'll take on my project. So we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I'm not on board yet. I love him. I think he's, I think he's the only generational talent in world football at the moment. Right? But talent's not that interesting. I'd like to see him actualize it over and over and over. Greatness has to be earned. You can't just tell me you're great by having one great season. He's on his way, though. He is on his way. Hell of a start. Uh, do like, share, subscribe the podcast, wherever you may be listening. Hope you're having a good one. Hope Monday morning's treating you well if you're listening to this in the week or next week or Friday night. Maybe you've just maybe you've just sent out the Hail Mary, you know. We've all done it. The Hail Mary WhatsApp on a Friday night. It's quarter to nine. You thought you were gonna go out, but you've just cooked your microwave meal. And you've sent out the Hail, Ma Hail Mary email. Hey, what you up to? Then you get blue ticked. You know what I mean? And you're listening to this podcast. You're like, ah, oh, I might as well. She's not picking up or she's not responding. I'm sad. So I'm listening to this podcast. So if this is happening to you, thoughts and prayers first and foremost. I'm, I'm sorry to hear it. You know? Hey, happens to the best of us. She doesn't deserve you anyway. You know? If you're listening to this podcast on a sad Friday night, I hope it's improving your mood a little bit. A little bit. You know, shout out to you for sending out the Hail Mary, putting yourself out there in this day and age. You're so brave. Everyone's brave, aren't they? You're so brave. Giving her that Hail Mary text. She's probably looking at it going, does this guy think I'm an idiot? But shout out to you, you know. Maybe you'll get a reply next week. Stick at it, Tiger. But for now, enjoy this podcast. And while you're doing that, go and rate the podcast. After you've wiped your tears, because she didn't reply, obviously. And try not to get your tears on your phone, because moisture on a cell phone can actually, I don't know if you've seen that, but you, it like clicks on the screen, you know? So maybe get a tissue if you're going to cry. Wipe your tears and then wipe your cell phone and then go and rate us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get the podcast. Erling Haaland. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Gale. Um... Wow, that was, if, if you're not a Man United fan, that was hysterical. If you're a Man United fan, that's, that's painful. David De Gea. Here's the thing about guys like that, or, or people like that. Let me tell you, let me take you into my own life, right? I'm sure we've all got the story. Um, you ever had a horrible girlfriend, eh? And ladies, this can apply to a boyfriend. Like, but again, I'm a guy who's heterosexual, so I can only speak from my perspective. But you ever had a horrible girlfriend and and you don't have very much confidence? I don't know if you know these kinds of people. I certainly do. And I've seen them in my life. And eventually your friends stop calling you and you start to hang out with just her terrible friends, you know? Like, and then we watch you hang out with her terrible friends. Like, you know, we don't like her friends, but ultimately you've never had a girlfriend really or girl pay you attention and now you're in this situation and you're like, oh my goodness, this person lets me see them naked. So I can't stop doing that. And I don't blame you, by the way. Like, shout out 
it's great. Adult relations are fantastic. So not judging you. But then boom, comes out. Oh, she's been cheating on you for like six months. And it's like, we knew, we told you, but you wouldn't listen. You know, because you made some choices. We knew, everyone knew. And we told you. Isn't it funny how we're always the last to see the worst side of somebody we we love or really like? We're always the, we're always the last to see like the fault in our lovers, in our family. Aren't we? Like it happens all the time. We, we know terrible guy, terrible guy with a terrible girlfriend. And then we stop hanging out with him. It's three years later. Like we've moved on with our lives, mate. Like we're part of another five-a-side team now. Plus, we've met other cool guys who've got a jet ski, you know, and a boat. So, no, bro. When she, when you, she's eventually cheating on you, and you come back to us. Sorry, we told you, but you didn't see it. You're in love. It's the worst. You're always the last to see when shenanigans are going on in your own situation, aren't you? Tell me I'm lying. Here's the thing about David Degare, huh? David Degare has been rubbish for five years. But here's the thing. Just like old crazy girlfriend there, she might have a particular move in the bedroom which makes you stay, which she kind of throws out there every now and then. Like, we don't get to see that, right? We don't get to see that. Maybe she's an Instagram booty chick. Like, we, we also don't know. His thing about the guy is he's such a spectacular shot stopper that it's difficult to actually look at him objectively. Because I've been saying for five years, this guy's rubbish. Because in the modern day game, right, being a shot stopper, I expect you to be that. I expect you to be a good shot stopper. Like, like don't tell me you're a good shot stopper and you're a goalkeeper. I expect that. That's your, that's the entry level. But in 2023, in fact, in 2016, you've got to be a ball-playing goalkeeper. You've got to be a ball-playing goalkeeper. Otherwise, you're just not top six material. You're just not top six material. Because you know the problem with a guy like David Gaze And his mistakes over the last five, five years have just been... Oh my goodness, so bad. But United fans will go, I saved us so many points, right? But again, you know, the thing about Edison and Allison is they give you so much wiggle room. Even when, did you remember when Allison was basically playing um, attacking midfielder for the other team for like five, six games uh, two seasons ago? And Liverpool fans could overlook it because you knew that he was getting you three or four assists directly per season and he's a ball so so he's a big part of Liverpool playing great football and putting pressure on teams David Gea is a non-factor without the ball if anything he's a, now he's really been exposed because Eric Ten Hag since Fergie left is the first proper manager who wants to play football I mean it's it's actually embarrassing I feel bad for David Gea he's been awful for years by, by like 
international top-level standard. He's been awful for years. But what he is is a very, very good shot stopper. But that belongs in the 80s. That belongs in the 80s. David De Gea. Ugh. The feet. Like, I don't want to get into the stats, right? Uh, two seasons ago, he made the most mistakes. And I think over the last three seasons, he has the most mistakes uh, by a goalkeeper in the Premier League. But the problem is you just get no wiggle room with a guy like that. If David Gay has a bad game, it's very difficult for him to recover because he's not pinging it like Edison, Allison, even Mendy for Chelsea uh, before he, like, I don't know what happened there. And actually, if you look at Spain's squad, right, I think Kepa's terrible. But Spain still pick Kepa ahead of David De Gea. You know why? It's because they want to play total football. They are, like, it's for crying in a bucket. It is not 1855. Allison, Edison, Pope, Neuer, Testegen, Courtois, they're playmaking goalkeepers. Shot stopping, catching crosses, we expect that. That's your job. That's your job. That, that's your entrance card. What else can you do? Because that puts you, that makes you a top four goalkeeper. David De Gea belongs at like Brentford, maybe. Brighton have a better keeper than him. In fact, Brentford probably have a better keeper than him as well. And here's the mistake that Man United made. Again, as I said, we're always the last to see the negatives in our loved ones. Here's the problem with De Gea. Is that he's now got one year to go on his deal. You should have sold him three years ago when there was still some resale value. And then you gave him that monster deal and made him the highest paid player at the club. Again, just because he was a good shot stopper. Not because he was a good goalkeeper. It's shambolic. He now has no resale value and has been exposed. Like, oh no, wait. This is an analog clock in a digital time. No, sir. No, sir. Takea should have gone five years ago. He's so poor. But the United fans will tell you, oh yeah, but he does that one thing. It's like... <laughs> The great Mario Balotelli once said, when questioned about or, or being congratulated for scoring, he said, why are you congratulating me? You don't congratulate the postman for delivering the post. De Gea is supposed to save the ball. But now you have to be ball playing. Allison, Edison, Pope, Neuer, Testegen, Couture. What have all these guys got in common? Got to be a ball player. And people have often wondered, right? Why doesn't he get in the Spain team? He's so good. No, he's not. Because you know what else he's poor at, by the way? Collecting crosses. Like, I just feel he's never figured it out. Remember Edwin van der Sar? First season was a little bit awkward at Fulham. And then from there, it's like, oh, okay. And ball playing, by the way. Edwin van der Sar, my word. Peter Cech, ball playing. With a cracked skull, I'm still getting in there, getting stuck into crosses. Great collection on crosses. Then he went to Arsenal, and Arsenal are a bum club. They made him look bad. 
Thibaut Couture, ball playing, catching crosses, sensational shot stopper. Of course, of course. Why are we even mentioning the shot stopping thing? That is your core job. That's your core job. What are we doing? Why are people telling me about De Gea's great saves? Oh, okay, he's a Premier League goalkeeper at Manchester United. Make great saves. You're at Manchester United. No one congratulates Edison for that. Edison's a sensational shot stopper. But he's also bloody... <laughs> I'm getting Andrea Polo here at goalkeeper. Allison is sensational. Playmaking keeper. Pope at Newcastle. Don't care what you say. Terrific with the feet. You, you know who I'd rather take, actually? Which is funny. <laughs> You know, Everton's goalkeeper, who's England's goalkeeper, there's a reason why he, I, I think they like him. Pickford's a, a playmaking keeper. He's actually got a terrific boot, by the way. And he can ping it. He's more suited to the modern game than David De Gea. And people go, that sounds hysterical because he's also got a mistake or two in him. But it's like, oh, so does De Gea, right? And the nice thing about Pickford is I get some wiggle room because I get the playmaking because we can start the ball from the back. With De Gea, if you want, you can only play one style of football, by the way. And it's why Anthony Martial, I believe, has marg been marginalized and will never quite know how good Marcus Rashford, I think, is. I think he's overrated anyway. Like, Rashford should be at, like, Aston Villa. But anyway, United fans will tell you different because he feeds kids. But none of the United forwards and midfield will never actually know how good these guys are because the goalkeeper is strangling them. He's frightened. I mean, he uh, you saw the West Ham game yesterday. Gave away that other one. But that's not his first one. It's just because it's not his thing. And he's so frightened with the ball at his feet. You can see it. I feel bad for him. It's not his thing. The guy should go. He should have gone five years ago. Save him from himself. My God, he's not Manchester United level. He never has been. Shot stoppers are for West Ham and bloody Brentford. You, you know who they should have kept? Oh, I forget this guy's name now that they sent out on loan. He was more suited to modern day football. Henderson. He was more suited to modern day football. Because he's a terrific shot stopper. I mean, he, he was, uh, was at Sheffield United. He was their keeper of the season that one season. Tremendous ball player. Tremendous ball player. And no, he's not as good a shot stopper. And, and, and I would say, I would argue off that season, he's about as good a shot, shot, shot stopper as De Gea. And he can play with his feet. Why don't you have Henderson? He's, he's good with his feet. He's more suited to the modern game. Don't know what they're doing with De Gea. But it's a symbol of where Man United are, right? Is they celebrate mediocrity. And, and it's shocking. As Man United fans, you should be shocked. You should go, no, that's not good enough. Get rid of him. Because you, you remember what Pep did, right? He came in, Joe Hart, two-time Premier League winning keeper. He said, no, that's not going to work. And then he brought in Bravo and he said, that's really not going to work. And Bravo is his guy, by the way, from Barca. One of his very own. He said, after one season, he said, no, nah, no. Nah. That ain't it, Chief. That ain't going to work. And now we got to go get Edison. Because we, we're playing football in 2023, not 1853. Which is where David Gare belongs. You've got to sell the Gare. So he, his contract expires now in June. They've got a one-year extension. I would extend it. And 
But the problem now is, like, who's going to buy him and pay him £300,000 a week? Maybe the right move is just let him go. I think it would be silly because you can probably get 8 to 10 million from an Atletico Madrid. Oblak's getting old. Send him home. You can send him home, can't you? De Gea has been, I think, a failure at Man United. Let's just be honest. Like, the bar is Edwin van der Sar. We don't lower the standard because whatever's happened. Like, Peter Schmeichel, Edwin van der Sar, right? That's the bar at Man United. Like, that's what's expected. That's not greatness. That's what you do. Schmeichel, van der Sar, standard setting. The gold standard. And I'm afraid without a proper keeper, you'll never win. Man United are no better this season. And I don't think it has anything to do with the outfield. It all starts at the back. The con- that nobody's got confidence in David De Gea. And this manager's ruthless. It looks like they're going to keep the manager. I'll talk about Ten Hag next week and my thoughts on him. Let's know what you think. Should Man United sell David De Gea? I think that they should have sold him five years ago. Because he was outdated then. Now he just looks hilarious. Because now he has a Dutch manager who's from Ajax. Total football. Like we're playing total football. The goalkeeper has to be as good as our left wing with his feet. David De Gea should be at... Maybe in the... I don't want to say in the championship because that's maybe... You know, that's maybe a bit much. That That's maybe over-egging the pudding a bit, as they say. But he's not a top six keeper. Do you, do you know who he reminds me of? He's like Hugo Lloris bad. I don't know how Hugo Lloris has stolen his way to like a World Cup and <laughs> all these titles. Hysterical, isn't it? Uh, the one thing about Hugo Lloris that I would say is wherever he's been, remember, he's been captain. So there must be something about him. I've been reading about his leadership because from Lyon to Tottenham to France, wherever he is, he's the captain. What's De Gea giving you? He's not a leader. He's nothing. So what's he giving you? Shot stopper. So he's giving you the entry level for a Premier League top six keeper and nothing else. And nothing else. And a dreadful sort of last four seasons. And here's what's embarrassing. If you're Man United, he's been your player of the year for like three years. That should embarrass Man United. That is the most embarrassing thing about it. He's been... He's been terrible for the last five, six years. And he's been the player. He was the player of the year for three years in a row. What are we doing? And then Man United fans will tell you, I can't believe we can't even win the Europa League. Yes, because your goalkeeper is a fossil. You cannot win. Go and find a team without a ball-playing goalkeeper. Go and find a team that has been consistently successful over the last 15 years without a ball-playing keeper. There's a reason he's not in the Spain team. It's not because they hate him. He's one of their very own. He's from Madrid. They love the Madridster there. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I love Ika Casillas. He was full of mistakes, but you know what he was? He was a ball player. You, you had a playmaking goalkeeper and captain, of course. So he was special in that sense. Saint Ika. I mean, when your name's Saint Ika, you... You, you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit different. I don't, I, I don't want to insult Ika Casillas by putting... 
David De Gea's name even in the same sentence. It's disgusting, I know. And and listen, Ike Casillas had mistakes in him. And I don't like short goalkeepers. But he gave you so much leadership and ball playing. That's 13 years ago. 15 years ago, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, he was starting for Real Madrid. Mistake-laden, but a leader and just the ball playing of like a holding midfielder. De Gea should go now, cut the cord. Go to Brighton, see if they'll take 50 mil. Get a proper goalkeeper. That's what I'd do. Love to know what Man United fans think at the MKT show on the gram. Otherwise, MKT inspires. Slide in the DMs. MKT at the MKT show. Bloody hell. Can't believe my niece is, uh, is booty popping on Instagram. Who would have thought? Hey, this is what it is. Y- young people are going to do young people things, you know? Go, go and do your thing, girl. Go and do your thing. Like, hey, if people have a good voice, they're going to sing. If people have a good booty, they're going to booty. You know? <laughs> like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Like, hey, it's 2023. Young people are going to do young people things. Times are changing as well. You can't be, can't be a prude. You know? It's the last thing you need. Because I think prudish behavior leads to yeah, some, some lashing out. Some lashing out. All right. My name is MKT, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you have the time of your lives, Monday morning, as you're listening to this. Or not. Again, you might be sad guy. Throughout the hell, Mary. Uh, people don't say what you're doing now. They say uh, W-Y-D. W-Y-D. What you doing? For your olds out there. All right. My name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. For now, I am the hell. I am.